on this episode of This Justin. Women who I would not like to see naked. Now let's start the show. Hello everyone, welcome back to This Just In. This is your host, Justin Miller, and I'm feeling very sexy today. That's why I'm talking like this. Mm. Actually, it's not at all. I don't know why I'm talking like this. But I have I have these headphones on, and whenever I have the headphones on, um, you hear yourself kind of like in a muted way. So it's it's really hard for me to tell what I sound like. So I end up kind of like changing my voice. Like this is not, I feel like I'm speaking normally, but I don't sound the way that I normally do to myself when I'm wearing the headphones. And so like my brain subconsciously tries to compensate for this by speaking in a different way. And so I never really know what I'm going to sound like until uh, I listen back to this. And so if you like the way I sound, then that's how I sound. And if you hate the way I sound, I don't sound like that. I sound different. It sounds much better in person. Um, it is May 22nd, 2023. Uh, what's keeping the sad away, uh, right now is Sam Adams, Boston lager. Yes. It tastes like America. Um, anyway, uh, that, that's what I'm drinking right now. Um, I had my son's birthday party. Uh, he turned eight years old. That happened over the weekend Had his birthday party on Saturday. Uh, the party itself was great. Um, I cooked the food. I grilled, you know, burgers and dogs because um, you're trying to feed a whole bunch of people in the easiest way possible. And it's springtime. So I felt a bit cliche doing the burgers and dogs. I always feel like I should do something uh, other than that. But, you know, it's like you can't go wrong with that. So um, I grilled out. Uh, it took much longer than expected. I was using my neighbor's Traeger grill. I was borrowing it from my neighbor. I had no idea. It took like five hours to heat up. Um, Traegers are great. It didn't take five hours. I just didn't know what I was doing. Okay, so like I had to mess around with it to figure it out. But um, anyway, it took a lot longer to heat up than I thought it would. Uh, but the food tasted great. Uh, it's a great grill. From what I'm told. And uh, so I, we had the party. We did the presents. We did the cake. Not necessarily in that order. And then um, people went home. And then my son started throwing up. <laughs> well, not immediately. Like, he didn't start throwing up like right away. Um, he... He was fine. He went to sleep. Everything was great. We had a great day. Went to bed. Woke up in the morning. And he said he felt weird, but that he was hungry, so I fed him breakfast. And then shortly after eating breakfast, about 45 minutes after that, puked every single bit of his breakfast back up. And it smelled exactly like his breakfast, which was weird. So, you know, I hadn't really been in there that long. And it was really weird because, like, normally when you uh, vomit, it's got a lot of liquid along with it. It's uh, very mucusy, but it was 
really strange. It was like, it was like when a dog throws up, you know, like not a lot of, like something solid, like dog food. Like think of a dog throwing up dog food. Like it's, it was not, there was not any moisture in it. It was just like a solid clump. It's like he threw up solid. It was so weird. I'm sitting there watching it come out. And it looks like one of those machines that makes hot dogs. Uh, you know, like how they squirt the the meat, the mystery meat into the casing of the hot dog. <laughs> like it looked like that coming out of the machine into the casing. Like that type of consistency. Like that's what it was. It was really weird. It kind of snaked its way out of there into the pot. Um, almost like you were laying like a nice turd, like a nice fiber rich turd, you know, like a, like not too solid, not clumpy, but just like a nice smooth one just coming up. It's almost like he was, he was pooping out of his mouth basically is what I'm trying to say. And it smelled exactly like his breakfast when he first ate it. So, um, yeah. And then the rest of the day did not eat, um, Tried to give him applesauce like six hours after that because that's the first time he felt like even trying. Immediately threw it back up. Um, so I was a little bit freaked out. Um, but he's better now. Everything's fine. That was just a fun little uh, birthday weekend. Um, so anyway, let's get to today's... You know, what are we talking about? Oh, middle-aged dog moms. That's what we're talking about. So, um, in case you didn't know, um, I recently got back on Bumble. You guys know I have a very sordid history with Bumble and just dating apps in general, even though that's the only one I've really ever been on. Um, even though I recently signed up for Tinder, but the free version, so you can't see who likes you. Um, and I've already got, like, I just signed up and like within the first hour, I've got like five likes already. And I'm pretty sure that's just uh, choreographed. Or what? Choreographed? Choreographed. Is that the word I'm looking for? Organized uh, by whatever the, whatever the uh, synonym is for curated, organized. I don't know. It's the people behind Bumble. I feel like this is what... I'm sorry, the people behind Tinder. I feel like this is what they do. You sign up. And then they kind of flood you with like likes from fake profiles just to get you to sign up for the paid version. Um, because you can't actually see who liked you until you pay. They blur out the picture, right? So um, there's no way to actually see who these people are, what they look like, or if they're even real at all. In fact, let me go back right now. I haven't checked in a couple hours. Let me see how many I'm up to now. Oh, 13! 13, like, there's no way. There's no way. I am not that attractive at all. I am not that attractive. Like, I am, like, a very normal-looking guy. And unless there's a whole lot of just r women with really low standards, that's the only way this is real. There's no way that's real. So I know this is fake, and you know how I know it's fake is because I've been on Bumble for the longest, and uh, I've I've only gotten like two, <laughs> which is 
No, I get more than that. They're just all from, um, uh, how do I put this nicely? Um, women who I would not like to see naked. Is, is that, that's a, that's the nicest way I can think of to put that. Um, that's, that's kind of who, who I get on, on, on Bumble. Unless I, I get the occasional match, like with a really attractive one. And and then they uh, they they never actually say anything because like on Bumble the women have to be the first one to send a message, and so like I'll match with a really hot girl, and then they'll never actually message me, and the match will expire after twenty four hours, and and then that's it, and then they're gone forever. So like I'm pretty sure. I liked them first, and then they saw me, and they accidentally wiped right when they meant to swipe left. And I know that sounds silly, but like on Bumble, if you try to like scroll, it's very sensitive. Like if you try, I've swiped right so many times on complete uggos that I had no intention of actually swiping right on. Just because I was trying to like scroll up, you know, so like you flip your thumb up. But if you do it at like the slightest angle... It'll shoot off to the right, you know, because I'm right-handed. So, like, when you when you hold the phone in your right hand, your thumb in the down position is in the middle, and then when it goes up, it kind of goes up and to the right a little bit because it's just your thumb's, like, natural motion, right? And so, all the time, I'll be trying to, like, flip up, scroll down, and it'll go to the right, and that's a like. And so, I'm pretty sure... That's probably just what happened with those. So I, I really don't get too excited whenever I match with someone uh, who who's very attractive, uh, because I know it probably just a mistake. This sounds really sad, but it's just true. Like, and and I don't want to sound like I'm that guy who just shits on himself. I'm not. Like you, you know, I have a mirror. I know what I look like. I'm not ugly, but I'm not hot either. I'm just. I'm so fucking mediocre it's it's nauseating like i'm mediocre in every way um except for height like i'm tall and i guess that's my main selling point but if i was like i don't know 510 i'd have nothing uh <laughs> nothing to offer anyone my income is mediocre uh my looks are mediocre everything about me is mediocre uh but that's totally fine um I have done very well in the past. I've definitely outkicked my punt coverage on more than one occasion. And that's just because I think I have a, an above average sense of humor. And uh, but, but the problem is that doesn't come across in uh, apps. You can't really do that unless you're in person. But back in the day, like before social media was a thing and, and, no, and everyone communicated face-to-face, I did very well. Plus, I was just in better shape, and I was probably better looking back then as well. So maybe it was a combo. But uh, my point is, is uh, I, I, I definitely am one of those people you, you just have to talk to in person. But the reason I bring that up um, is because uh, that's kind of what I'm talking about today, um, which is uh, I'm seeing a whole lot of middle age dog moms or 
what I refer to as madams. M-A-D-M, middle-aged dog mom. And, um, yes, I made up an acronym. You're welcome. I actually didn't even think about that um, until, like, right before. I was I was thinking of, like, the title for the episode, like, what it was I like, going to talk about. Like, a short, snappy title. And I was thinking, middle-aged dog mom. M-A-D-M, madam. Kind of funny. Anyway, I'm seeing a whole lot of them. I mean, I mean, like, I don't mean, I'm not exaggerating. I don't mean like, oh, I see one every now and no, like it's normal. I in the bio, it, they, they say dog mom. And, and these are like 38 year old women who are self-proclaimed dog moms who say they want kids quote unquote someday. They're 38. And they're saying they want kids someday. <laughs> uh, excuse me, madam. Um, someday for you was about 10 years ago. Okay, here's the thing. If you're 38, you're a 38-year-old woman. And I've seen some older. I've seen 39, 40, 41, 42. I mean, all saying want kids someday. Dog moms. And I'm thinking, what do you? Th- how do you think your your body works? Like, you're you is dry. You is dry. Your eggs is gone. <laughs> Menopause is right around the corner from you. I, you know, women start having like you know issues having kids like after thirty five. And, and and they've already been married. I mean, if you're 38 and you just meet someone, it takes a while to get to know them. And then you move in together and then you get engaged and then you get married. And by the time you get married, you're 40. And then you start trying to have kids. And by the time you ha- actually have a kid, you're 41, 42. I mean, that's if you met the guy today. And that's if you hit it off today. You're talking about giving birth in your early 40s. Realistically. Like, how did you think life was going to go for you? You thought, oh, I'll wait until the very last biologically possible moment. And then I'll start looking for a man. (laughs) How's that working out for you? Probably not great. And that's not anything new. Like, I've noticed that for a while. I think, in fact, I might have mentioned that before in the show. And then I saw this commercial from Halo Dog Food Company, or Halo Pets. And this is not a new commercial. This commercial came out about a year ago. Um, and well, I'll, just, I'll just play it for you, and I'll let you listen to it. And I'll kind of talk you through it, because I know you can't see it. But we'll just kind of work our way through this. So here we go. This is Halo Pets, a dog food, a commercial for dog food. Keep that in mind. Halo makes the world's best food for the world's best kids. No, not that kid. This kid. They're 100% your child. By the way, they showed a real actual kid. They said, no, not this kid. And then they panned over to the dog and they said, this kid. But they don't act like one. It's mine. 
You can leave this kid alone for 10 minutes and they won't destroy your house. Yeah! Yeah, with this kid, dinner never ends up on your face. Really? And shopping never ends in tears. Ezra, 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 Ezra. So they're showing like a little girl walking down the cereal aisle, just randomly knocking shit off the shelves. And the entire aisle is full of shit that she's knocked down, like from from one end all the way down to the other. They're, they're like portraying kids like that's something that actually happens. I've never once seen that happen or even heard about that happening. Uh, but they're they're really trying really hard to make actual human kids seem like total pieces of shit and dogs like they're sweet precious angels and never do anything wrong and are way better than human kids please which kid would you rather go on a road trip with <laughs> yeah, two kids screaming in the back so. seat can you watch your favorite shows with your human child no a kid making a, a mess a while they're trying overrated. to watch a show Kids screaming down the cereal aisle. That voice mm -hmm. sends 12 octaves too high. Go ahead and celebrate each one of their healthy poops and feed them Halo, made with natural, high quality ingredients rooted in science for their best health and happiness. Halo, the world's best food for the world's best kids. Okay, so I, when I saw this, my son. My human son, uh, he was sitting right next to me. Uh, we were watching something, and this came on. I think it was on YouTube, and it came on as an ad. And <laughs> even he was laughing. Like, my eight-year-old son was laughing. I mean, he might have been laughing at me because of the faces I was making, because I was making like this face of disbelief. And I was like, what? Like, I... Uh, I honestly could not believe. I mean, I can believe it. It's not like that crazy. But I was like, this is a dog food commercial. I mean, they're just straight up telling you, hey, human kids suck. Get a pet instead. Like this whole commercial is not even about dog food. It's just about how shitty actual human kids are. That's it. And then at the end, they say, Halo Dog Food is like, human kids are awful. Get a pet. Feed them Halo. I mean, what? Like, you can't have a pet and kids at the same time? That was my thought. Like, I understand encouraging people to own pets. Like, that part I get. I'm not mad at that. What I'm talking about is they're saying instead of having kids get a pet instead like never in history have people thought that kids and pets were mutually exclusive never no one ever said hey guys uh you can have kids or you can have pets but you can't have both it's got to be one or the other like no one's ever said that it's just so weird that they're really going really far out of their way to tell it's to tell you not to have actual human kids. Like they they didn't even have to mention they didn't have to bring kids into this at all. Like human kids. They could have just said, "Hey, halo pet food. Have you know, have a pet. 
and then feed it Halo. But no, they went a step beyond and said, don't have a human kid, have a pet instead of a human kid, and then feed it Halo. I don't, I don't get, I don't understand the push to tell women not to have kids. Um, so I, I saw that and I was like, and this isn't the only thing I'm basing this off of, but this along with like a lot of other things that I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of different things project this message out into society of not only waiting longer to have kids, the message used to be you don't have to have kids so young. You can wait a little bit, you know, and have kids later. But still have kids, but just, you know, you don't have to do it when you're so young. And now it seems like it's gotten to the point to where it's, well, don't even have kids at all. Like, there's no reason or need to have kids. You'll be, you'll be happier without kids. And it's even to the point to where a dog food company is telling you not to have kids. They're not saying have pets. No, they're saying don't have kids. What the fuck does pet ownership have to do with having kids? I don't understand. They're really going out of their way to demonize and, and make it seem like being a parent is terrible. And as a parent myself, I'm watching this and I'm like, the only people who would ever think that not having kids is better than having kids are people who don't have kids. Like, you'll, you'll, you'll never find a parent who has kids who wished that they didn't. And if you do, those people are pieces of shit. And they're the exception, they're not the rule. And I'm not saying pieces of shit don't exist. Oh, pieces of shit do exist. They absolutely do. Okay? Uh, so I'm not saying that there's never been a parent that felt like they would, that they wished that they never had kids in the first place. Maybe their kid's a piece of shit. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to be a parent and then they had a kid and then their kid grew up and their kids became pieces of shit. And then they said, Oh, I wish I never had you. But it's not that the fact, it's not that they wish they never had kids. It's they wish that their kids never grew up to be an asshole. That's what they're really saying. But like, imagine talking to parents who have just normal kids who aren't assholes and you ask them, Hey, do you, do you wish you never had kids and that you had a pet instead of having your kids? Like, there's not a single one who would say yes. And as a parent myself, I can tell you, if you don't have kids, then you have no idea, you, you, you can't speak on this. Like, you have no idea what it's like to have kids, so it's impossible for you to know that you would rather have a pet instead of a kid. You can't possibly know that. Um, and I can tell you that, like, our, my ex-wife and I, um, before we had our son, 
we had two dogs. We had Oliver and Simon. Oliver was a schnoodle, a schnauzer poodle mix. And uh, Simon is a schnauzer yorkie mix. So we had a, sh a schnoodle and a schnorkie. And anyway, uh, those two were like our kids. Like we went to restaurants. We went to patio places specifically so we could bring them with us. They went with us everywhere in the car. They went on vacation with us. We called them our kids. We loved them. We celebrated their birthdays. We had cakes and little hats that they would wear. And we get, we wrapped presents and they would like open them. I mean, like we were, we were psychotic. We were absolutely psychotic, but we were also in our twenties and we obviously didn't have kids and that's all we knew. Um, and once our son was born, our actual human child, those dogs became fucking dogs. Okay. The distinction between dogs or pets and actual human children became very clear. Okay. So the dog who I used to give birthday parties to and little hats and take on vacation and wrap presents for. That dog, he nipped at my actual human baby one time. I threw that fucking dog across the room, like a good 10 feet. And he landed and squealed, and I screamed and yelled and cussed at him and told him I was going to fucking murder him. Okay, so that's the swing <laughs> that's in emotions when you have no kids. Versus actual human kids. Like, what you think of as love and, and, and parenthood as far as caring for children, or in this case, dogs, uh, that changes dramatically when you have actual human kids. But of course, this, this commercial is not for people who already have kids. No, no. This commercial is for people who are young and still don't have kids, and we want to convince you to have pets instead. I I would only imagine that it's because people probably at some point, they probably had somebody look into this and see that, uh, I don't even know if this is true, I'm just making this up. I'm just trying to find a way to justify why they would make this kind of commercial. Uh, it's all about money. They, they, maybe they did some kind of a half-ass research study where uh, people who, once they have kids, they, they, like pet ownership declines after you have actual human children, and so in an attempt to make more money, they want to increase pet ownership, which means they need to decrease child bearing. And that is going to lead to an increase in their bottom line, I guess. Um, I, I just wonder about the person who watches this commercial and was like, oh, you know what? I was going to have kids, but, you know, since seeing this Halo dog food commercial, I'm really starting to question and wonder if I should have kids because of a dog food commercial. And if... That's you. If you are so easily swayed as you could be deterred from having children by a dog food commercial, 
then you probably uh, shouldn't be a parent to begin with. But I say that, and then, but I'm also being kind of hypocritical because um, there was a time where I didn't want kids. I mean, I didn't, well, I thought I didn't. Like, I wasn't, I, th- I told myself I wasn't ready. Um, I was like, I was 30 when my son was born. It was right before my 31st birthday, so, um, I, even then, I was like, I don't think I'm ready, I don't think I want to yet, um, I'm not done, we, we only just became kind of stable and started really making money, two incomes, low debt, you know, uh, no kids, kind of enjoying life and all that, and, and, and and we were living that kind of lifestyle, that two-income, child-free lifestyle. Uh, It didn't last long, but that's good, because um, had we continued down that road, I don't know if we ever would have had kids. Uh, We might have just kept on with this, you know... Or maybe we would have eventually. I don't know. I mean, it's it's all hypothetical. It's hard to say. Um, maybe we would have still eventually had kids. I, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is that um, while it was unexpected and unplanned, the birth of my son was um, the best thing that's ever happened to me. And you only know that after they're here, after your first child. Like, if you don't have children, you will not understand what that feels like. I mean, you can you can hypothesize, you can theorize about, you know, you can speculate as to what it might feel like whenever you have a kid. But, you, you know, there's no way to really know unless you just go through it, unless you just do it. Um, and anyone will tell you that any, anyone who says that they're, uh, assimilating motherhood by being a dog mom, like, first of all, can we just stop saying dog mom? Can we stop with the term dog mom? It's an oxymoron. It really is. You can't be a dog mom. Okay. You can have a dog or you can be a mom, but you can't be a mom to a dog. Okay. Uh, being a mom implies that you gave birth to a child and that may not be fair to people who adopt um who have children that they adopted um and i would you know but that's still uh it's it's still at least a human uh you cannot be a dog mom you just can't you can call yourself that and it's cute and i know you don't literally think that you're a you're a mother because you have a dog like I don't I understand women that you don't really think that but I think that you're saying it thinking that it's cute or attractive somehow but when you're 38 and you are saying dog mom of two loves to travel by the way they always love to travel as well uh and I can only imagine it's because traveling gives you, while it's brief, it still gives you some sort of sense that your life is worth living. 
Um, it's, it's you're basically trying to fill a hole deep down in your soul um, with travel. And I never really got the whole um, obsessed with traveling thing. Um, I don't know. It, it, it always felt like to me that traveling was a way to pretend like you have another life that you don't for like a week. Like you spend a lot of money to pretend like you have someone else's life that's not yours. Only to ultimately go back to your life. Um, and is there anything worse? Can we just say that? Is there anything worse than the person who goes to another country for the very first time for like a, a week and they come back? And they try to act like their entire identity has changed. Like they come back from Spain and suddenly they're talking with a lisp. They're like, In España, I had these tortillas. And then they start putting on like fake Spanish accents. Like as if they somehow became so engrossed in the culture that they actually became Spanish while they were there for like five days at a resort. And went to all the tourist destinations. It's like really? Really? I mean, you're not fooling anyone. And then like a week later, they're back to normal and they lose the lisp. And then um, you never hear hear about that again. I just, I don't understand the whole, hey, let's spend a lot of money to go pretend to be someone else for a week. Only to come back and, and, and somehow be disappointed. Like... If you were to go there, like you have all these romantic ideas of like what it would be like if that was actually your life. Okay, well, let me tell you what would happen if, let me just save you the trouble. I'm going to tell you what would happen if you actually did just move to Spain and stay there. Here's what would happen. You would move there. You would be there for a while. You'd be in a honeymoon phase. Everything would be great. And ultimately, uh, eventually, after you were there long enough and you talked to enough people, you would find out that people there are the fucking same as people here. It's just they speak a different language, they may wear slightly different clothes, and the, the area, the surrounding area may look a little bit different. But, but let me tell you, you're going to get used to all that. And once you get used to all that, all you're going to see is that you're in a world where it's just like where you were before, only now you don't know the language as well, and you're kind of getting lost in conversation, and now you kind of feel, like, misplaced. That's it. That's all that's going to happen. Okay, that is the end result of what's going to happen to you there. Okay, it's going to be the same thing that would happen to you if you stayed here, only it's going to, you know, you're going to have a bigger adjustment period by having to learn the, the language and the new culture and all that kind of stuff. But, like, it doesn't make you an enlightened person just because you went somewhere else. Like, the people that come back and they try to pretend like, like they have this new knowledge of life, like they're this uh, elevated creature that's higher than you, that's above you, that they're enlightened somehow. Oh, because I went somewhere else for a while where it was a little different, and then I came back, suddenly I am uh, better than you. Like, I, I don't know why it bothers me. So, I don't know if this bothers everyone else as much as it bothers me, but it just really bothers me. Like, if you can't be happy where you are, you can't be happy anywhere. 
Because it's not where you are that's making you unhappy. It's you that's making you unhappy. And you're going to go chase these greener pastures somewhere else. And you're going to get there. And then you're going to look back at the other side where you were to begin with. And that's going to look greener. And then it's always going to be the next thing. You're always going to need the next thing to make you happy. You're never going to be happy where you are. You're never going to be happy with who you are. You're never going to be happy with who you're with. You're only going to be happy moment you could only experience brief moments of happiness only whenever you experience something new and for a lot of people that something new is just hopping on a plane and going somewhere and then they experience the newness and then they confuse that with happiness because it feels new and exciting and they get that little dopamine hit in, in their brain and they're like oh man this is great i love this and then they go right back to where they were and when they get back they feel sad again, so then they feel like, oh, well, now I need something else new and exciting, so they go somewhere else, and they go to a different country this time, and then they go there, like, oh, this is new and exciting, I'm going to pretend like I have this life for a week, and everything's new and exciting, you get the nice dopamine hits, you spend a lot of money, you come back, you annoy all your friends with all your obnoxious new fake knowledge about this new place that you went to, and you try to tell everyone all of and try to act like you know everything that there is to know about this country that you went to for like five days and four nights and stayed in a resort. And now uh, you're this cultured person. And so you, you annoy all of your friends and none of them want to hear it. But then they just kind of smile and nod to be polite. And then after a while, you lose that uh, that, that sense of gratification. And so then you got to go somewhere else. And I see this all the time. Like the, the girls on Bubble, they're like, Oh, I've been to 28 countries and counting. Hope you have your passport. Like, why? Why? I'm, I'm almost 40. I don't need to, to, uh, to go backpacking around the world. I am good. Like, if you're not good by now, that's a you thing. If you're not good with your own life, that's a you thing. Okay? That's not a me thing. I don't need to go do all that. I don't need to spend all that money. I don't need to waste all that time. By the way... Uh, I have a kid. What is, am I going to just pull my kid out of school? What are we going to do? Like, I got a job. Why, how do you how do you go on all these? Tra how do you do all this traveling when you have a job? You can't possibly stay that long. What you have a you have a full time job. That's the only way you can afford all these trips, right? Okay, so if you have an actual full time job. Okay, so how many weeks do you get off a year? Maybe two if you're lucky. Plus the weekends, but weekends aren't enough to go to a whole nother country. You can't go to a whole nother country and back in a weekend. So what are you talking about? Two weeks out of the year? What are you going? Two places. Two places a year. Okay, you use up your entire vacation time on going two places somewhere overseas a year. Okay, great. How does that make you cultured? You spent two weeks out of the year in two different places. You weren't there long enough to really absorb any of the culture or really to have a lasting foundation or knowledge or take really anything of substance back home with you and incorporate it into your life. Like, what do you mean? What is, what is all this for? Why are you really doing this? And like I said, I th it's just to fill this gaping hole that they have in their lives. Well, why do they have this hole in the first place? Why are they so unsatisfied with their life as it is? Well, I think... If this is just me, call me crazy, but I think it's because women are actively rejecting their biological imperative. I really think that there is something so deeply ingrained into our DNA, into our genetics, that 
having kids is not just optional, like it's necessary to actual fulfillment. And I don't mean happiness, I mean fulfillment, and the two are very different. Okay? I don't I don't I don't care about being happy. You're not always going to be happy. Happiness is an emotion. That's an emotion that can come and go in you know, the span of moments. Okay? It, from one moment to the next, you can go from being not happy to being happy back to being not happy again. Okay? That's how fleeting happiness is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about fulfillment. Okay? Fulfillment does not go away. I mean, it can, I guess, but like fulfillment, but it takes like something big. It's not something that just comes and goes willy-nilly, right? Like fulfillment is something that, okay, I may not be happy in the moment, but I am fulfilled, okay? And what people lack today, in my opinion, is fulfillment, not happiness. You can keep chasing happiness, and you can become a happiness junkie. You can become addicted to trying to be happy, which is an emotion, it's it's the pink dragon. You keep chasing it, but you'll never actually catch it. And if you do, you think you do, but it doesn't last. And then it goes away. And all it does is is make you feel uh, or leave you wanting more happiness. So now you need something even more happy to get that same happy high. Because now uh, your tolerance for happiness, has your, your bar for happiness has now been uh, elevated. And so now the thing that used to make you happy doesn't make you happy anymore. Now you got to have something else on top of that. To get that same level of happiness, which is really just a, a a passing, fleeting emotion or a feeling that is caused by a chemical reaction in your brain from dopamine and serotonin, which make you give you a temporary feeling of happiness. Okay, and you're constantly chasing this happiness, uh, and it only to once you get it. Uh, for it to wear off and leave you needing to get even more. Okay, it's it's literally just like an addiction. Like this is how drug addiction works. This is how alcohol addiction works. This is how gambling addiction works. This is how sex addiction works. At the root of it all, it all addiction is the same thing. It's seeking fulfillment, and but instead of being fulfilled, you're chasing temporary happiness instead of long-term fulfillment okay i choose to invest in long-term fulfillment i don't try to chase temporary feelings of satisfaction that i call happiness and what do you need to be fulfilled well i think i have a short list of things that people need to be truly happy when i say truly happy i mean fulfilled because and only when you are fulfilled can you truly be happy okay and what i think that people need to be fulfilled is i think they need very few things in addition to the basics like food water shelter okay obviously that's a given because without those you would die okay uh without the basic uh, on top of the basics of food water shelter in addition to that, I feel like people need very few things to be fulfilled. I think people need someone to love. I think people need someone to love them. I think that people need a hobby. Something to do with their time. And I think people need a reason to live. I mean, like a goal. Like a future 
that they can envision and a goal and a reason uh, to exist. And having kids does all of those things. Maybe not the hobby part, okay? But the other three of those four things can be resolved with a kid. Having a kid gives you someone to love. It gives someone who loves you. And it gives you a reason to wake up in the morning. A reason to live. A goal to strive for. To be a good parent. uh, And to leave a legacy um, behind you. And so when you don't have children, you're not guaranteed, especially in today's world, um, you may have people who love you like your family. Um, but you know, it's, you, you need someone other than your mom and dad and brother and sister to love. And you need someone other than your mom, dad, brother, and sister who loves you. And, you know, your your whole reason for living can't be to take care of your mom, dad, sister, brother, or family member. Like, it, it, you need something outside of what you grew up with, okay? Um, so, having children gives you most of what you need to be fulfilled. And the only reason I say the hobby thing, and I've given this a lot of thought, is just because if all you do is you wake up, take care of the kid, um, and then you go to sleep, and then that's it. And sure, you love your kid, and your kid loves you, uh, but you, you just, I'm, I mean, I'm going above and beyond here, like, to, above and beyond the bare minimum. Like, you, to be truly fulfilled and happy, you need something that you do with your hands, some sort of skill, or, you know, you know something that, that you can contribute to society other than just uh, being this uh, human who keeps another human alive. Like, you got to have more than just that, okay? Like, something you can contribute. Maybe instead of of hobby, I should have said uh, you need some sort of a contribution to society. Maybe that's a hobby or a skill or a trade or whatever it is, but... You need something that gives back to or makes the the community as a whole better. And if you just have those four things, like there's not a there's no way you can't be fulfilled if you have those four things. Like what else is there in life? I mean, the rest is just fluff. You know, like we have these very few things that are at the core of our happiness and satisfaction and fulfillment. And then everything else that goes around that, I feel like is just fluff. It's just filler. We're just filling in the gaps, you know. Um, And ultimately, that leads to dissatisfaction, which people try to, or a lack of fulfillment, which people try to fill with uh, lots of different things. They try to fill it with uh, porn. They try to fill it with traveling. They try to fill it with drugs. They try to fill it with whatever it is that can give them that temporary sensation of what happiness and fulfillment might actually be like. Um, And then they get addicted to that. And I feel like we have a lot of people in our society right now who lack 
fulfillment and are trying to fill it with all these different things and it's all manifesting its itself in different ways but it's all coming from the same source which is just a lack of fulfillment and i feel like not having children is the biggest contributor to that lack of fulfillment and then you have places that, uh, like the Halo dog food commercial, which, you know, are only perpetual. That's just one example. There's lots of other things. I saw another commercial where it was um, a, a short ad. There was no words or anything. It was just a young lady riding an elevator up. She's wearing a business pantsuit. And she has she's looking out the window. It's glass. And she's looking at the skyline as she ascends this elevator up to the top floor she's got her hair pulled back tight in a ponytail and she's a young woman and she's looking out on the skyline and she's got this smirk on her face like, yeah, I fucking made it. Oh yeah. Life is going to be awesome now. I did it. I made it. It was a university. It was a commercial for a university. I think it was like Strayer University or something like that. And uh, that's all it was. And um, not that it's bad that women go to college and get an education and get a good job. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you see stuff like that and it's like more and more there's all this projection onto uh, young women to pursue other things instead of having a family. Uh, pursue a career. Pursue money. Uh, go out and fuck a lot. Get on a dating app and go out and have sex with all kinds of guys. It's empowering, right? It's empowering. Own your body and your sexuality. Go out and sleep with all these guys. Um, <clears throat> a good man will always be there. You can always have a kid later. That's actually not true. Uh, because by the time you get around to uh, sowing, you know, you, you get done with sowing your wild oats, um, you, you, you know, all the really good men are going to be taken and all you're going to be left with is the leftovers, and then you're going to complain about how there's no good men anymore, and uh, then you're going to go into desperation mode, and you're going to be a 38-year-old dog mom on Bumble who is saying that they want kids someday. And that's going to be you. And you're going to find out that you're not any happier than you were. And maybe this whole feminism thing and being empowered and maybe that really wasn't what you wanted. Maybe what you really wanted was to fulfill your biological imperative, which was to be a mother. I mean, is it really so hard to believe that a very innate part of human nature is to reproduce. I mean, in no other animal or species on the planet would we say that it was odd that they wanted to pass on their genes. It's like their whole point. Like, if you study science or biology at all, you know that that is the entire point of living, is to pass your genes on so you can make more things that are like you. Like that's it. Everything we do is rooted in passing our genes on. It's the reason we do anything. The reason you go to college is so that you can get a, a high paying job. Well, why do you want the high paying job? You want the high paying job so you can attract a better mate. Or so that you can buy things that will then in turn 
attract a better mate. And so that you can have, you can combine your genes with the best genes possible in the gene pool to create babies who have the best genes possible, some of which are yours. That's the whole goal. That's why you do anything. That's why you go to college. It's why you pursue the high paying job. It's why you buy the flashy car. It's why you buy the big house. It's why you do anything. It's all about fucking and social status. I want to fuck and I want to be at the top of the society, the, the, the social hierarchy. And for and only when you like understand that and you remove yourself from the rat race and trying to become uh, the most fuckable and the highest in the rat race or the highest in the social hierarchy, can you truly step back and see the entire landscape and say, okay, maybe pursuing all those things isn't what makes me happy. Maybe it's not about the house. Maybe it's not about the car. Maybe it's not about the money in my bank account. Maybe it's not about having an eight pack. Maybe it's just about finding a partner and having kids and having a family. Maybe that's what it's about. And once you can figure out a way to achieve all of those things without having, or when I say all of those things, I mean having a family without needing to have the big house, the nice car and the eight pack and the nice clothes and all the money. You could figure out a way to find someone that you love, someone who loves you and have a child together, which would then give you a purpose uh, for living. If you could figure out how to do that, and bypass all of the uh, college debt, get the degree, to get the job, to get the money, to get the car, to get the house, to get the clothes. If you could bypass all that and skip straight to what really matters, the, the spouse with the children, the family. If, you, if, like, if, I, had, if I had a how-to book on how to do that and it worked, 100% of the time. You telling me you wouldn't do it? Are you telling me that you would wake up early every day, fight through traffic to go to this job that you don't necessarily like, so you could work real hard for years and years and years and slowly but surely get promoted to make a little bit more money than you were, you know, 10, 15 years ago or maybe significantly more, only to turn around and accrue more debt because you got to buy a nice car and a nice house and all these things. And, and now all the extra money you're making is just offset by all this new debt that you have because you feel like you have to go get all these things just to impress some 38 year old madam on Bumble so that you guys can try and have a really hard time conceiving children and maybe get a kid or maybe even two, if you're lucky out of the whole deal and, uh, be, Parents who are in your 60s before your kid actually walks across the high school graduation stage. I mean, like, if I told you you could just skip all that bullshit and just go straight to the happiness, you're telling me you wouldn't? 
Like, of course you would. Of course you would. Everyone would. Because that's what we really want. We really want the happiness. So, stop and ask yourself, like, why am I going to college? Why am I trying to get this good job? Why am I trying to make all this money? Like, what, what is the end game here for me? And why I'm going through all the trouble to get all this stuff? That's just because you want a family. You want to be fulfilled. That's it. Okay, but guess what? You can have that. You don't have to go through all the bullshit. You can have that whenever you're ready. I mean, I'm not going to say it's that easy. Especially, you know, if you look like me. It's not that easy. You can't just go do that. You, ha- you know. Uh, but it's, it's, it may be harder for some people or easier for others. But it's, it's not unattainable. It's at least as attainable as going through all the bullshit to get the house and the car and the clothes. So just ask yourself, what is it that you really want at the end of the day? Imagine yourself in two scenarios, super rich, big house, nice car, no family, or modest house, modest car, happy family. Where are you happier? Which one are you happier with? Are you happier with uh, five pets and you travel all the time but with no kids? Or are you happy never, you know, you rarely ever travel and maybe a pet or two with two or three lovely children of your own? Actual human children. Like, which one are you happier in? If you're saying that you'll be happier uh, with you know, no kids and pets and you travel all the time and you have a lot of money. Okay, good for you. Go do that. I guess you probably shouldn't be populating anyway. You shouldn't be reproducing. We don't need more people like you in the world. So in fact, as a matter of fact, you know what? I think I'm kind of with the Halo food company now. I think I'm kind of with them now. I think we, I think you should. If you're one of those people and you don't want kids and you want to have pets instead, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I, I'm going to do a complete 180 here at the end. And I'm going to say, fuck it. Don't have kids. Please don't. Don't do it. I'll go have kids and I'll have as many kids as I can. And then our genes are going to outnumber yours. When you die, there's nothing left of you. And only people who actually want to be happy and are real and fulfilled way will exist on the planet. So, you know what? Actually, Halo Food Company, you're on to something. Maybe they're trying to do the world a favor. So, don't have kids. I don't care. Go ahead. And I was looking online. I was looking. There was this article <clears throat> from BBC. Uh, it's titled, From Consciously Child-Free Influencers to Online Communities for People Who Decided Against Having Kids, the No Kids Movement is Booming, But So Is the Backlash. This was written on February 14th, 2023, so it's very recent. Um, it says, it starts off, In one of Marcella Munoz's most recent videos, the 27-year-old dances in a sunny park wearing denim shorts and high tops. 
This carefree, untethered social media post is the embodiment of her mission to celebrate her child-free lifestyle. As the owner of child-free millennial TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube accounts, Munoz is one of a growing number of influencers producing content designed to validate why they never want to have kids. Yeah, so this 27-year-old um, who only just started having a fully formed and functioning brain, um, experts will tell you it takes until you're about 25, um, because she doesn't want to have kids and because she chooses to try to fill the void in her soul by uh, getting uh, validation and affirmation from total strangers online through her TikTok and Instagram and YouTube accounts. Um, this lady wants other people to validate her by also not having kids. So she's actively promoting a child-free lifestyle. Again, not promoting a lifestyle uh, of fun and travel, but rather just like the Halo dog food commercial where they could have just said, hey, get a pet, buy this dog food. No, that's not good enough. You have to not have kids on top of that. Who said fun and travel were mutually exclusive to having kids? I mean, I'm not saying you're going to have you're going to travel as much as you would without kids when you have kids. <clears throat> you're not. And anyone who says you are is is insane. You're not going to. And if you do, you're not doing your job. Okay? You're, something's not right. If you get all this free time to travel, uh, then you, something is not right. Okay? Uh, with your parenting. Something has gone terribly wrong. So, uh, this lady wants to seek validation for herself. She doesn't care about your happiness. She doesn't care about your fulfillment. She just wants you to be like her so she feels better about being like her and then she won't be so sad anymore because she's a happiness junkie. She's constantly chasing the pink dragon of happiness. She says, the number one thing that I always say when people ask me why I'm child-free, it's because I don't have a desire to have children. But of course you don't before you have them. But once you have them, you understand why you need them. She's uh, from Kansas, by the way. Uh, that doesn't make a difference. I'm just reading. She also believes kids would interfere with her passions for spontaneous travel. What did I say? A passion for travel. Seeking to fill this void. Uh, football training. Football training. And regular lions. Uh, regular lions, I believe, like L I E dash I N S, like, like I guess she just sleeps in. Is that what she's trying to say? Her regular sleep ins. She doesn't want to get up in the morning. She wants to sleep in and travel, and that's why she doesn't want kids. Uh, because that's a way to have true fulfillment in your life sleeping in and traveling. Um, I can't tell you how many times my friends are like, oh my gosh, I only got two hours of sleep last night. My kids were throwing up and I had to take care of that, says Munoz. That doesn't sound appealing to me at all. Well, guess what, bitch? It's not. It sucks. It fucking sucks. 
it sucks not getting a lot of sleep. And it sucks when your kid is sick and throwing up everywhere like my kid was yesterday and this morning in my car as I'm driving down the road. He had a pot, but, you know, he's throwing up in the pot as I'm driving. I had to, like, pull over and handle that. And he was crying, of course, the whole time because he felt so bad. And, yeah, it sucks. But, my God, it... (laughs) It doesn't suck it, the 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 joy and the happiness and the fulfillment that you get from having the kid far outweighs the amount of temporary suckiness that one experiences uh, whenever their kids don't sleep well or are sick and throwing up or whatever. Like I have had moments, brief moments, you know, as a parent where I just pulling my hair out like I'm overstressed, I am sleep deprived, I am tired, exhausted, I don't want to do this, but I have to, yada yada. And you know, I wonder what am I doing? Not anymore. Like my son, I'm just talking about when my son, earlier on, like uh you know, when my son was you know, uh, when he was a baby he's old enough now it's 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 you know it's much easier now than it used to be but there were times early on where i just i i thought i was going to lose my mind but then he would fall asleep and i would lay there next to him and i would look at this tiny little human sleeping right next to me this sweet innocent little tiny human who was causing me so much hell earlier in the day and immediately all those feelings and thoughts and emotions of me being stressed out were gone and they were all completely replaced with just nothing but just pure love and me not being able to imagine life without this little hell raiser like, I literally cannot remember what life was like before. Like, what did I do with all my free time? I, I, I mean, I pissed it away. What was I doing with it? I wasn't doing anything productive. I wasn't doing anything that challenged me. I wasn't doing anything that made me a better human. I was just going out to eat and going places and... Going to the movies, you know, pre-COVID, when you still went to the movies. I mean, I was, I would just go do shit. Nothing that gave true, it was all just temporary feelings of happiness that I was chasing. And I was starting to get wrapped up in this uh, happiness junkie uh, cycle. And I had a kid. I wasn't expecting it, it I, but I was excited and then I and then he came and and that was it and yeah there yeah it was hard there was a lot of really hard times yes but would I take it back hell no hell no I would do it a thousand more times uh, for my son like there's nothing I wouldn't do to have my son there is no way there's no life there's no alternate reality that you could offer me without my son that I would accept 
in place of this reality that I have with my son. There is not a single reality you could offer me. You could, I mean, no amount of money, no exorbitant lifestyle, none of that. There's nothing that you could offer me that I would voluntarily give up my son for now that he's here. And so this kind of shit only works on people who don't actually have kids. And I'm telling you right now, if this lady, Munoz, Marcella Munoz, why am I having such a hard time saying Munoz, M-U-N-O-Z, Munoz, if she were to unexpectedly get pregnant, assuming that she didn't abort the baby, which she probably would do, because she sounds like the kind that probably would. I mean, how is she going to sleep in in the mornings if she has a baby? Um, assuming she didn't abort the baby and she had the baby, I guarantee you, she would go back and reread this, being a mom, and be like, what the fuck was I thinking? She would have to. I, I can't imagine any world where a parent would look back on something that they wrote about how awesome it is to not have kids and agree with it and still agree with it after having the kid. But you don't have to take my word for it. Um, there was an article published by PubMed and the National Library of Medicine. Uh, this was from May 29th, 2020. So a few years old, but, you know, still good. Um, they analyzed, uh, a, well, they had a, a, a study sample of 512,891 adults, uh, 59% of which were women from 10 areas aged 30 to 79. Uh, they looked at the number of children uh, and compared it to uh, major depression and insomnia. So they wanted to look at the difference between uh, women who had kids and women who didn't have kids in all these different age groups and see how they compared in terms of uh, major depression and insomnia. And so it says... Uh, basically, in, in conclusion, the short version is that major depression and insomnia were inversely associated with the number of children and women, while the association was not overall significant in men. So, um, men didn't really show a difference in terms of having kids, not having kids, but women had an inversely associated correlation with uh, major depression and insomnia and the number of kids, meaning as one goes up, the other one goes down and vice versa. So as the number of children go up, major depression and insomnia go down. And as the number of children go down, major depression and insomnia go up. And again, this is no small sample study. This was over 200 and, well, this is 512,891, 59% of that were women. So over a quarter million uh, women of all different age ranges and incomes and um, backgrounds were surveyed. So this is a very large survey that was done. And... Um, that's just, you know, one study. You, you won't hear that being advertised. You have to dig for stuff like that. But, you know, 
27 year olds who uh freely promote you know child-free lifestyle and how awesome it is you know they're really easy to see they're in your face 24 7 and you know the trad wives we've talked about this before they're on social media uh saying the opposite they are promoting the opposite lifestyle they're promoting a more traditional lifestyle where women uh, get married and have children and take care of the house and uh, what happens when they do that well they are chastised for it they are ridiculed and made to feel like they are regressive or a danger to women and women's rights everywhere uh, so you can see how society views both sides we empower and champion women who actively choose not to have kids even though that whole concept um, is self-defeating if there was a gene that made people not want to have kids surely that gene would not exist today it would have been snuffed out through natural selection hundreds of thousands of or millions of years ago uh, depending on how far you want to go back um so that cannot be a gene that exists. And if that's not something that exists in your DNA, then that is a societal pressure. So it's not genetic. It's just you deciding not to have kids, which is in turn leading to a deep sense of uh, dissatisfaction and a lack of fulfillment, which you then try to fill with being a dog mom and traveling and whoring around um, and doing whatever else it is to seek temporary um, moments of happiness which will only fade leaving you wanting more and uh, lead to a you know decreasing population and uh, a very top-heavy society full of old people uh, and not many young people to take their place and that's not good for a whole other slew of reasons we can't get into. However, I feel like, again, uh, this is because women feel like they are the main character. I said that last episode, um, or these particular women, I should say, feel like they are the main character. This is their life. It's all about them. Everything here was created for them and their own personal enjoyment. And they tend they, they seek to soak up as much fun and enjoyment while they can on their one go around on this planet and selfishly absorb just as much as they can before they die and leave nothing uh, behind for them or their children or all their would-be children that they would have had uh, had they decided to actually seek a life full of meaning and purpose. And this leads to what I feel is a vast array of different kinds of problems that all manifest themselves in different ways but are all uh, just manifestations of the same root cause uh, which is this life is all about me it's all self selfishness uh, and narcissism this is at the root and greed of all of our problems um, if you go back far enough and you trace it back far enough uh, anyway not a lot of humor in today's episode sorry I know I typically like to make jokes and I don't know, I find myself in becoming increasingly dark. Like, the the longer I do this podcast, <clears throat> the more and more I feel... I don't know. I don't know what it's causing that. I feel like I need guests. I feel like I need someone else to talk to. 
Um, I need more guests. I just don't have a lot of time to arrange all that. And I know it's definitely more fun whenever I'm talking to someone else and it's more laid back and joking. But I feel like whenever I'm talking to an empty room, it's hard to make jokes to no one. Uh, and so I end up just kind of sticking to the black and white and the data. And that often takes me into dark place. I'm not trying to go there. It just kind of does. Um, maybe it's because we live in a, a dark world and I'm just exploring it and I'm finding all the darkness and I'm just turning over rocks to discover this and that and it's all just things that just aren't funny. Um, but just so you know, I would love to have a light laid back episode and I, I hope that, uh, you know, there's, there's layers. I'm not just funny and I'm not just dark and deep. I am all of those things at, at once. And so anyway, uh, if, if you liked the show, uh, or even if you didn't, just go ahead and hit all the buttons, except for the thumbs down. Uh, anything that looks bad, don't click it. Anything that looks good, click it. Tell a friend. Uh, and as always, bedankt voor hulluisteren. Thank you guys, and um, have a great evening. We'll see you next time.